This is Who Do You Think You Are? I Am. The Sports Podcast. That's always out of bounds. Welcome to another episode of Who Do You Think You Are? I Am, episode 29. So happy 29th birthday to Who Do You Think You Are? I Am. And someone else on the show celebrated their 29th birthday recently, Puma. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, coincidence? Think not. Uh, it is me, Chenz, sitting next to, not across from, Puma. And we got Matt on the phone via Skype. Uh, we got a nice little rundown for you today. Big topics. Big topics. We know that it's been a couple of weeks. So there's a lot to talk about. We're still going to deliver. Yes. Got a little setup. We got That's a GoPro always. porn setup going on over here. <laughs> oh, got, uh, oh, 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 Easy. Coming in hot. Coming, coming in, in hot. hot. Little that's the new feature. The new feature is the camera. You know, Home the, videos. We're gonna we we're gonna try if I have time, you know, because it's been a really busy couple of months to get this on YouTube and do streams on YouTube so you can watch the show on YouTube and see us and see the setup and and see us our reactions instead of just hearing our voices so it's something we're trying out it might stay it might not we'll see all right well get it started lead us off so lead off hitter let's lead off number what number are you number 18, 18 James Puma so since we'll, we'll go we'll go all the way back to Super Bowl Sunday okay so let's talk football here so, with football, the Super Bowl has come and gone, and what do you guys think of it? What do you think? Chiefs are pulling it out at the end like they've done whoa, all playoffs whoa, long. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A little Freudian slip there? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it went, I think, kind of as expected. It was a good Super Bowl. I'll say that. Better good, than last year's. Good, good game. Thousand uh, percent. Good game. <laughs> Commercial sucked, but we'll talk about that, I guess, later. Um, I thought it was a good game. I'm happy to choose what I wanted them to win. I personally won. I had, you know, I did boxes. I know I don't never do boxes. I won three out of four quarters. You as well won yeah. three out of. Four. There's a funny story with that pool. My pool, the one that I won. What is it? So. I went to Steph's house for for the Super Bowl. We had a whole, she had a party, and it was about 15 minutes before game time, it, it, right before the anthem. And her dad was like, "We don't have a pool. Let's put a pool together." So we put a two-dollar pool together. I put a whole pool together in 15 minutes, and we drew the numbers, and that was it. Like it was just. You got the what was it? One four, right? It was zero zero. Zero zero. And, and zero three, or zero four. Zero four. No, zero four. Zero four. So I won the court, the halftime, and it was the people were complaining that it was rigged because I was the one that put it together. But I didn't pick the numbers; the cards did. Did your numbers by cards? Yeah, I think it was the same thing. Matt, how'd you do? Well, fucking purple did not hit. Uh, I was very upset when I saw Andy Reid bathe in orange Gatorade. That was upsetting to see because that was my one kind of inside prop that I thought I had. Uh, I also got fucked on the over by. Oh, yeah. Pat Mahomes rushing yards because yeah. he decides to run for negative fucking 15 yards. <laughs> yeah, dude, drive. that sucked. And kicked me right in my dick several times. I was like, oh, you know, 
first rule of gambling, never count a win before it's officially there. So I missed that one, and, you know, fuck on me. But I did hit on Mahomes having two picks or more, so that one I was, I was happy I hit. Um, I missed on Mahomes three touchdowns. Overall, I was, like, down a couple, not, like, crazy. But I would have been a lot better if, you know, my inside source of a purple Gatorade hit and Mahomes wasn't an asshole and ran backwards instead you know, of taking him like a regular human being. And yeah, and we yeah. when we talked about the anthem, the anthem came under. Yeah, surprised. Yeah. Big surprise. The anthem was under. It was like a minute and 53 seconds or something like you know, that. She was, as soon as she was going the first couple seconds, I was like, there's no way this over is hitting. Mm. It yeah. was like, she was busting Flying, the whole yeah. thing. Flying. I, uh, I was also surprised my prop bet didn't hit Richard Sherman with a pick because... I was sure that one was going to hit. I told you it wasn't going to hit. I'm fucking with well, you. Well, to be fair, he did throw two picks, just not to Sherman. Right, exactly. right, right. Exactly. And Sherman did get toasted all over the place, which I was very – you love to see that. You love to see yeah, him. Yeah, I kind of hate Richard Sherman. Chasing shadows. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, all in all, the first half of the game, you know, I feel like the whole first half of the game was a feeling out process. Hmm. Um, and then in the second half, it just opened up. Yeah. Now, in between – the first and second half, we had our halftime show. What'd you guys think of that? Because that that stirred up a All lot right. of controversy All and right. talk. So here's my thing. Uh, I'd say if it was like 10, 12, 15 years earlier, it would have been a thousand times better. Oh, yeah. I mean, still, it was, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was entertaining. Entertaining. I don't know I mean, why. It's better than Maroon 5. I don't know why you got to bring Bad Bunny out there. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, what? Well, it was it was fine. It was entertaining. You know, what but, do you think about the controversy about how it was like a strip show, pretty much? I don't, I didn't, not, I never once thought about it as a strip show. You know, we weren't you, fucking taking clothes off. I, I thought it was bullshit. It's double standard. You have all these fucking moms complaining on Facebook. Oh, how am I going to explain this to my kids? Meanwhile, last oh, year, please. I was I didn't see it last year, but they were fucking gawking about Adam Levine shirtless, all tied yeah. up. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Yeah. And there, it's two two fucking Latino women. What the fuck do you want? You got to give the people what they want. You know, they're, they're 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 in that little Latin flair. You know what I mean? That little know, spice. And not for nothing, Shakira is known for her dancing. No matter what she's doing, and then and, and then with J Lo, don't lie. Hips don't. And, you know they don't. And, and fucking J Lo is known for her sex appeal. I mean, God bless J Lo, man. You know she's Jesus. almost fifty years old, and fucking she fucking Christ. looks like that. A Rod. You know what a dick. Um, but I thought it was fine. Like like you said, it's a double standard. Like the you know yeah. Like those people that are bitching and moaning about it all, oh, you know this that, and the other thing. It's kind of like well, like you said, it's okay for Adam Levine to take his shirt off. You know, it's okay for other things to be revealed, but when a woman does it, and what's so wrong with that? Like, they're, you know, not for nothing, there's sex all over our society, and, you know, you get 20 minutes of a show, and it's all, it's problematic. I mean, come on. It wasn't even that bad. I agree. I'm agreeing with you. It wasn't even bad at all. Not even that, it wasn't like, oh, that was a little racy. No, no, no. That It was fine. No one fucking took their clothes off. Oh, because they shook their ass in front of the camera? Fuck out of here. You get can I, can they I can't do that, but, but Lizzo can put a fucking giant inflatable ass in the background of her fucking Grammy performers, whatever the fuck it is. Fat bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Tell, tell us tell us how you really feel, Jens. 
Yeah. You know, I told Full you. Full disclosure. That. Yeah. I right. didn't see any of the halftime show. I was too busy trying to catch dubs in Fortnite. So I'll put that out there. <laughs> I was. I missed the whole thing. I only saw the aftermath on Twitter. And the one thing I did see over and over again was the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I knew that would be that was gonna that be a meme the next day for sure. Like the magic con from SpongeBob, I was dying when they put that in there. Yeah, you know, but like I, but but the the music was good. I mean, the only thing that sucked was that all the the music that was was old music. It was there wasn't really anything new. You know, I like the whole violin cashmere effect that they had. You know, they played the 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 cashmere from um from uh, who who's Led Zeppelin uh, with the violins. You know, you had a some rock in there as well. You know, you had. Shakira's music, you had J Lo's music, you know, with J-Lo. the, you know, with the reggae horn, but you know, you know, like I said, it, you picked these two women, and what were you going to expect? You're going to expect them to show up in nuns' costumes right, and exactly. just stand there? Exactly. Seriously, like I thought it was one of the better ones in the recent past. You know, the last one that I remember that was good was Katy Perry's. Katy Perry's was good. Uh, Lady Gaga did a good job with hers. Um, you know, I remember Red one. Chili Peppers, that was a really good one. You know, I mean. It's Matt's favorite band. The funny thing is, is that the funny, <laughs> the interesting thing is that like the one, when you go out and you say like, who's that person? It's bad. Like not a lot of people know Bad Bunny. You know, they're like, who the uh, hell is this guy? And well, they were teasing Pitbull. I think. And Pitbull never oh, showed up. That was the biggest travesty the whole night. Yes. How I was just going to say that. put Pitbull in? How do you not put Pitbull in? Mr. Was, Mr. Was, 305, Mr. Worldwide. In his own backyard. Right. Mr. Worldwide in his own backyard. Yep. That's terrible. You know, yep. uh, terrible. If terrible. I heard that scream, <laughs> coming in, I would have been, I would have lost yeah. my mind. It would have made chills. it that much you better. chills, and, and the crowd goes wild. You know, it's kind of like, I, the only thing I can make it, uh, the Bad Bunny thing with is when Missy Elliott came out, and all the younger generation kids like, who the hell is that? And we were all like, well, that's Missy Elliott. <laughs> like, all right, so now... That kind of reminds me of what else happened this, what was it, last weekend? The the Grammys? Mm-hmm. Was it the Grammys? No, the Oscars. Oscars. The Oscars. Fucking uh, Oscars. Eminem, your boy, doing a performance. He's saying lose yourself. And everyone's talking about it like, people are saying it was really weird. Yeah, he just came out with a new album. It's not no, like no, he's no, not but, So recording. the whole thing was, did you hear the whole story behind it? No. Is that he... So when he first got uh, nominated for that song, mm-hmm. he got he won an Oscar for that song, I think. Okay. And he was supposed to go accept it and didn't show up. So they gave him the chance to come back and do it again like 15 years later. So oh, he, wow. said, he said, yeah, I'll do it. And I think he did a great performance. But if you look at the reactions of some of the other people in the crowd, like fucking Billie Eilish, who I cannot stand... Yeah. She's like this. She's like this perplexed look. Like, either she was thinking, "Who the fuck is this guy?" or "What is this music?" Meanwhile, or why is he here? Why is he here? Maybe that's what it was. I hope that's what it was. Because if she's saying, "What is this music?" I I would rebuttal with, "What the fuck is your music?" You sound like someone who's. Oh my god! Now I'm fucking up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Off off the smoke. Scruff McGee over here. Off the chance. Jimmy Jimmy Heaters. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Heaters and Light Oven Flesh. Anyway, she sounds like she's fucking dying as she's singing. Like someone stabbed her or laced her with some, some kind of drug and she's like 
falling into this sleep while trying to sing. You know, <laughs> shut the fuck up. You know, I always say she that looks like Goldine, one of the Pokemon. She looks like fucking Goldine. Goldine, Goldine. Those big, heavy, sleepy eyes. You know, I always, I always say that you know, our the g- generation of music that's coming out now is horrendous compared to what we grew <clears> up with. You know, Eminem is one of the top three rappers of all time. Um, and you don't know who the hell he is. I mean, that's. Um, no, I think, I, like I said, I think they knew who he know, was. Like Matt said, I think it was like, why the fuck is he here? But just fucking let it be. Like I understand if you don't know who Missy Elliott is. You know, she kind no, of fell no, off. No, 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 because she, she is also one of the biggest, if not the biggest, female rapper. Well, you got Lil Kim. I think Missy Elliott tops Lil Kim. Nicki Minaj. But there would be no Nicki Minaj without Missy Elliott. I agree. All right. Then. But I agree with that. But at the same time, I can see where people don't know who she is. You know, her music's not mainstream. No. Not you anymore. Know, you know, I still have her music on Spotify. Every once in a while it comes up. But, you know, I, I, just, I didn't watch watch the whatever <clears throat> because I just didn't want to listen to... The Oscars. To, yeah, I didn't want to listen to rich people bitch and moan about politics. That's so a whole other thing. It. We don't have to talk about it at all, but that was a whole other thing. You know. And, you know, you, they, these people make millions and millions of fucking dollars, and then they're bitching about it. So, you know what? Fuck them. Anyway, anyway, back to football. Back to football. I was going to say, how would we get the fucking Oscars? I Let's get back to sports. Anyway, know. so back know. to the fo- back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, all postseason long, the Chiefs were down. They were down against Houston. They were down for a little while against Tennessee. And then they were down against the Niners. Um, it looked like, in my opinion, that Shanahan does not trust Garoppolo at oh, all. Oh, yeah. No at doubt. All. You know, you got to let the guy throw the ball a little bit. You know, and I even said that, you know, the day before, the week before when we recorded was that, you know, are they going to run the ball 40-something times? Uh, you know, they, you got to pass the ball against the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a, a sneaky run defense, and, you know, they did run the ball. But if you're going to run the ball, they, they couldn't run the ball with Coleman or, or Brieta or Mustard. You know, they ran the ball with Debo Samuel on jet sweeps. And that was where they had success with the running game. But once they shut that down, Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't... Two-time Super Bowl champion, by the way, uh, when he was on the Patriots, mm. you know... People forget that. Didn't, you know, show up. And is that because of mistrust or what's going on? Matt, do you want to say anything? I, I think they... I mean, the 49ers had the game one. Mm. It was the fourth quarter. They were up two scores. Mm. It wasn't like they played, you know, conservative. They lost it themselves in that fourth quarter yeah defense couldn't stop the chiefs from scoring obviously you know you, you scored 21 points you three touchdowns in that fourth quarter including the one after the game was kind of iced you know right. williams scampered but still the chiefs made the big plays at third and 15 to tyree kill <clears throat> was turning point because they were backed up in their own end 49ers had all the momentum they Mahomes gets free, makes that nice long bomb to Hill, was 40-something yards. That's when the train was, was starting to go, and then they couldn't stop him. It was, it was Chiefs offense just running it up. And then, even there, the, they they score the touchdown, they're down by four, and the Chiefs come up with a huge three and out. And I think that was the real reason why the 49ers aren't your Super Bowl chance right here. If the 49ers just get a couple first downs, and that will melt the clock more. If you remember, I think it was Garoppolo threw on first and third down, both for incomplete passes, and that stopped the clock with the Chiefs able to hold on to their timeouts. Yeah, you and know, they run it, and I, I, I don't understand why he didn't learn from the Super Bowl he lost to the Patriots, hmm. where, you know, he kept trying to throw the ball when it was like third and two, and he ended up, you know, Ryan took a sack, put him out of field goal range, 
and that's you know the rest is history. So, you know, Shanahan at, at the end of the game said, you know, I, I liked our game plan. I didn't, I wouldn't redo anything. Basically, saying like, I called the plays the way I thought they were, and we just execute as compared to you know uh, when it was the Falcons, but yeah. he just completely botched it. I guess I don't know, but they had a nice game plan for most of the game. Yeah, and it seemed like they. I don't want to say got away from it, but at some point you have to make some change. You can't you can't just continue to go forward with the same plan if it's not working. But like you said, at the end of the day, the defense fucked up in the in the fourth quarter. The offense could have scored, and the Chiefs still scored more in the fourth. You know what Look, I mean? You let them score twenty one points in right. the, in the last six six minutes. Right. You know. Right. That's, it wasn't even the whole fourth quarter. It was, yeah. Right. The second right. the second half of the fucking last quarter. Exactly. Right. You know, exactly. Um, so now, like I, like we said, you know, with, you know, Shanahan completely mismanaged the end of that, the end of that game. And, you know, Mahal, like I said, but the Chiefs have done every, every, what they did that night was everything that they've done all, all year, all, all postseason, postseason coming yeah. back. They were coming back, doing the right thing. They, they waited, they waited. And Andy Reid now has finally got the Super Bowl they, championship that he's been waiting for. And so, good for him. So, yeah, absolutely. Good for Andy Reid. Is this the um, is this the start of a Chiefs dynasty? It depends on what. It depends on if the, how much money Mahomes gets. Why? And it de- because because of the salary cap. It depends on how he's much. Still, he's still under contract for another two years. So if he can win another one in two years, but Which, then why wouldn't they? Sammy Watkins? He might lose. He might lose. In, um, there's a receiver. Well, that they're losing Watkins. You know, there's another receiver that they're going after that they might lose. You know, can they have the weapons around Mahomes? I, I think so, and here's why. Because when uh, when this guy, what the fuck is it, Hard, Hardman? Yeah, Nico Hardman. He came out of nowhere, right? Came out of nowhere. And the running backs came out of nowhere. So I think the Chiefs are now going to take the approach where the Patriots did. They've locked down their quarterback, right? Yeah. Okay. They're going to build. They're going to find the pieces and build around him, and they're going to find these fucking speedy receivers, speedy running backs. As long as they can catch a pass and run a route, that's it. Yeah, they're going to they're going to succeed because Mahomes can throw it a thousand yards. Yeah, I, I can I can understand that. I mean, like I said, it depends. It really depends because think about what Brady did. Brady never took the most money. He always had extra money for the Patriots to allocate to other parts of the team to make, keep the team competitive. Yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is, the Patriots' offense never had a bona fide second piece. At least, yeah. uh, at least the Chiefs have Tyreek Hill. Exactly. You know. Exactly. But for the most part. And Kelsey. And Kelsey, right? And Kelsey. Um. But Hardman, like I said, was really a no-name, but fast enough, could get open, can catch. And Damian Williams, speedy. Uh, even the other the other Williams, what was his name? Daryl. Daryl. Daryl Williams. Uh, yeah. I he think. wasn't playing, though. It was, it was they, they sat McCoy, and right. they went with Darwin Thompson. Oh, that's right. Back. That's the guy, Darwin Thompson. That's yeah. it. But, yeah. Good Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I was very happy with it. I was happy I got to yeah. see it. I took my two-year hiatus. It was it was good. <laughs> you didn't watch last year? No, dude, I couldn't. I only watched the first quarter. Oh, shit. I was in London, bro. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah. And the year before? Well, it was the last, it was the last. It was two years since I saw the Super Bowl. Oh, all right. That was the Philly. That was the Eagles. That was the one last one. Uh, you know, we had the new TV. My dad bought a nice big ass TV, and we that was the first party we had. It was awesome. Nice. Seeing the Patriots lose. <laughs> Love to see it. <laughs> Love to see it. All right. So sticking with NFL, Matt, do you wanna you wanna share some so, news? So I was I was I had my ear to the streets on this one. I was breaking news. You know, I had the inside source. Uh, there was a signing by the Jets. I knew the workout schedule and everything like that. And uh, New Jersey's own Anthony Chaffee yeah. signed with the New York Jets. Little known fact, also my brother-in-law. Let's go. So he worked at, he worked out with them on Thursday and uh, in front of about 40 people, including uh, Adam Gaze was there. Oh, shit. And uh, they put him through the drills he was the only one working out because right now you can sign xfl free i mean not xfl cfl free agents and since he's oh, attached to a team right he was able to work out and um they signed him they liked what they saw they put him through two physicals came out clean and uh by three or four o'clock he was a jet and was on the official website it was tweeted out facebook and and then as soon as i saw that my actually my father-in-law texted me and right after that i saw it all over and and uh, I yelled out quite a bit at my desk, and people kind of looked over like, what the hell is going on there? But, uh, no, we're super jacked up. Yeah. You know, nothing guaranteed right now. He's, he's still got to make the team. He's still got to make the 53-man roster. But, All right, so, yeah, that's uh, what I was going to ask. What exactly did he sign to? So he's, he signed, like, a contract, right? He's going to be on the 90-man roster because the, the rosters do expand to 90 men. So he's on that roster, and, you know, technically they could be like, oh, yeah, you know, they find someone else next week. They're like, yeah, we're going to cut you. Gotcha. Um, there's no guarantees or whatever, but you know they're not gonna sign the guy if they lo- really like him and and not bring him at least to OTAs and yeah, mini camp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I Talk I think he might be going to the rookie mini camp as well after they have the draft and and the undrafted free agents. But I I'm not 100 percent sure on that because technically he hasn't really played he hasn't played a snap in the regular season in the NFL. He had the preseason right. with the Raiders a couple of years ago. Right. But uh. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna work out, you know, in his own backyard. It's in Florham Park, the uh, facility. So yeah, that's awesome, man. He's happy about that. He can stay close, and now you know, gives me a reason to, to go to Jet Games again instead of you know, willing my way there. And I got you know, someone to root for easy too. So New Jersey through yeah, and through, born there, went to yep. Rutgers. Now he's on the Jets for now. Exactly. It's awesome, man. It's a great story. So, happy for you. Happy for your family. Role with the special teams and and. The special teams coach really, really likes him, so that's kind of like what we're looking at. Obviously, he's not going to unseat Adams in Maine at the safety position, but yeah, that'd be, depth that'd be and, sick. and Gunner on special teams, thats we'd love to see that. Yeah, I mean, he was – I remember watching his high school tape. He was he was quarterback, right, but he was like a really – Yeah, he was – Kind of do like everything. Michael Vick out there just yeah. – I mean, the offensive line was just non-existent, yeah. so every player and was just – He also played uh, – And he also did like special teams and defense. He did fucking everything, and then even – he even did special teams at Rutgers, right? Yeah, he he did a couple, uh, you know, punts. More more so, like the special teams was at um, like the beginning in the freshman and sophomore year. Because then by the time he was junior and senior, he was more important on right, uh, right. defense that they didn't want to risk having him out there. So, right. but also in Ottawa, he was special teams. You know, that's how he got his touchdown, and uh, that's you know where he causes some a lot of these turnovers that he can do. That's awesome. And it's, you know, talk about his speed. He he has the he won the state title in 2012 oh, in high school for right. 100 meters. That's right. 10.86. Damn. So he uh, he beat out 
Anthony Everett, who's on the cornerback. He's a cornerback for the Ravens now. So. Oh shit. Well, congratulations, yeah. like I like Chen said to you and to him, and you know it's it's great to see that he's actually able to take try to is trying to live out his dream, and to get mm. to do that in his own backyard is is something that's you know a lot of people can't say that they have the opportunity to do. So. Exactly. You know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, as a Giant fan, you know, I guess this is one thing I can get behind, you know, because it's a good story. So, yeah, um, <clears throat> you know, you better be, we, you know, tell him about the pod and tell him, you know, he should come on and maybe you can get us some, <laughs> uh, some media passes. <laughs> yeah, well, what's, if we can get the, uh, I don't know if the team, the team probably doesn't uh, okay it, but I'll see if I can get him a couple uh, couple minutes on here too if we need to. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I mean, just, just to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. So now there is another league that he could have signed with that he didn't, and that is the XFL. And they're two weeks in. Um, a lot of interesting stuff with the XFL. They had a very successful first week with viewership. It was over like 3 million people. Um, they're actually playing at MetLife. There's a New York team called the Guardians. They're at MetLife. Uh, they have some teams all over the country as well. Um, but you know what? It's it's interesting because, you know, everybody talks about how, like, when a season ends, uh, you know, you have to wait for the, the season to come back. Obviously, like football, the NFL is not coming back until – you know, September, October. Um, now you have more football to watch. And it looks like, you know, the XFL finally got it right in their second reincarnation. What do you guys think? I, so, like I said, I haven't watched a game yet, but because uh, I, I don't really know when they come on. Saturdays. Well, now I know. Saturdays and Sundays. They play both days. But uh, Oh, they are playing today? Yeah. But, like, you know, I, just, I never really – I don't see a lot of media about it. Maybe it's because I just – I don't really have time to watch ESPN much these days, but – um, ESPN has the contract, I think. They were they had and they have like ESPN, yeah, yeah. ABC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're the two stations that are playing it. Yeah, no, like, like I, when I've passed it, you know, on a Saturday morning, I've seen it, but I'm saying leading up to it. Anyway, yeah. uh, what I've heard is great. Everything's good. Uh, Matt, you you and the guys were talking about it before, um, mm. and it seems like yeah. it's it seems like it's night. Like like Puma was saying, the crowds at these games seem to be turning out pretty decent. I don't know how yeah, much they're, they're picking, filling, but they're picking markets too that um, yeah. they can. They know that they they're gonna be carved out the, the role for them because you got the DC and New York market, which is big markets, obviously, but teams that markets that you know are gonna be able to accept the football. Um, you know, they have they also go to St. Louis, who are starving for a team after they lost the Rams. Uh-huh. So they they're having really great turnouts there. Um, I watched the first week. The, our New York Guardians look great. Look like they could be the best, for the, the best, the best team in the league. Isn't there a Penn, the Penn State quarterback? Yeah, yeah our boy Matt McLoy is Matt the quarterback McLoyne. for the New York Guardians, and uh, he looked really good. The defense was bend don't break. They gave up like almost 400 yards of offense, but they didn't give up a touchdown. And we took it to the Vipers. And then yesterday they played the DC Defenders. Defenders, and it went to shit. It Got was smoked. A comedy of errors. It looked like they didn't play a single game together or have one practice together. And the one thing which is really interesting, which is causing a lot of buzz, is the uh, media being right there on the field and, and interviewing the players as soon as something happens. So in mm. the Defenders game, the first game that they had, their kicker missed a 35 yarder and they interviewed him right after the kick saying hey so what happened there and he's just like well i missed the kick and uh <laughs> that's cool though like, that's was, cool though i like that it is cool but you do get these sit 
like these sound bites where another one happened the first week where there was uh, a break, <laughs> like a fight between the two teams, and it was you know a 15 yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. And they interviewed one of the linemen, and they said, you know, well, what happened out there? And he goes, oh, no, we're just trying to play the game. They're fucking up out there. And then the same guy got interviewed yesterday, and he just gave the most generic bullshit answer, like didn't want to talk about it at all. Oh, He's like, man. yep, I saw the guy, I tackled him, I tripped the ball, and we recovered. <laughs> and I, was, uh, I was crying because I was like, they wanted to get something like different, but they asked the same stupid fucking questions that they ask at the end of the game. What do you expect's gonna happen? You get the same bullshit answers. Well, right. what's funny but, is, is that they they interviewed McLoyne after one of his picks, and then they interviewed yeah. the coach, and he blamed the coach, and the coach blamed him. Yeah, well, McLoyne <laughs> even at the game, like when he got he got subbed out because he was really struggling. He goes, "I'd never played in a game where I knew that we had no chance of winning." Holy Basically, like blaming the game plan, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" And I know, like, I I've seen it. I had like PTSD from my uh, senior year where McGloin just throws up his hands like, well, what the fuck do you want me to do? Hmm. And it was just like the inept of that offense by senior oh my year. God. Was yeah, like that was a bad again. team. Yeah, his 2011 was yeah. really bad on offense. And yeah. it was the same, like, he comes off like after getting hit and just shrugs his shoulders like, yep. what the fuck? Yep. And I was like, oh, my God, we've come full circle now, nine years later. But <laughs> it's 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 a bad game. The, the only gets worse for them because they got to go to St. Louis. I think it's their home opener next week. They're going to be chopping at the bit. So hopefully they can get a result and turn it around. But it's not looking great for our Guardians right now. Getting blinked yesterday, twenty-seven nothing was yeah. not what you want to see. What's who's the quarterback? It's the uh, the Cardell Jones for the Car- defenders. Yeah, right, Cardell Jones. Who they yeah, he, had... he had he had like a comedy of errors. One one uh, snap, he fumbled the snap. Was going to chase out of the pocket and. Rolled out and somehow found our boy DeAndre Topkins, former Penn State wide receiver, yeah. wide open for like twenty something yards. You I know, was like, of course. They said that he's undefeated in his career as a quarterback. Yep, starting quarterback, he's been undefeated. It's crazy. That his is whole crazy. his whole life. That's pretty amazing. He only played twelve games at Ohio State and was undefeated in all of them. Right. So let's change gears now. He, he was on the team. I'm sorry, but one more line. He was on the team. That won the first uh, uh, playoff, yeah. playoff championship, right? Yeah, because uh, JT Miller, uh, not JT Miller, JT Barrett, right? Fucked uh, yeah, up his leg against yeah, Michigan yeah, that last game. That's right, and we, me, and you were at that that random bar in Tarrytown when that happened. Yeah, yeah, that's Remember right. That? Yeah, that's right. But I wanted to jump on a on a change gears topic that you brought up because it's unde- you said undefeated. And you know we have to ch- we have to talk about this, and you know it's it's tough to talk about, but we're gonna talk about it. Um, father, um, father, time and death is always undefeated. And about Jesus, three weeks ago now. Um, the last, last time we recorded. The last time we recorded, um, we we got the news that Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gigi, and seven others were involved in a crank uh, helicopter accident and. Uh, Cabasis, um, Calabasas, Calabasas, California, and um, it's one of those situations where we've never been alive for something like this. Um, we were never, you know, when Thurman Munson died in his airplane crash, our parents were alive, but we weren't. We never got to uh, witness that. We've heard about the stories, but this hit hard. Um, Kobe, for the three of us, you know, we're basketball fans. We've watched the NBA, and we grew up with Kobe. 
just like we grew up with Jeter, um, <clears throat> just like we're growing up with some of these other superstar athletes. Yeah, that, but I don't know if you can compare anybody today to have the same magnitude that Kobe, that Kobe had. Because like you were saying, you, I'm glad you brought up Thurman Munson because that's the same comparison I made. However, that still doesn't even come close because Thurman Munson's death was tremendous, especially for Yankee fans. Yeah, it, right? was but, more, it hit but, the Yankee fan harder right. than anybody else. But for the normal baseball fan, I'm sure it hit hard. But everybody, no matter what team you liked, you didn't even have to like basketball to know who Kobe Bryant was. He was a global icon. He was fucking, it was Kobe. You know, like just the name alone, everyone knew. There was one instance that I thought of as well that kind of came to mind. And it was Princess Diana. When Princess Diana died in a car accident. Hmm. And she was young. She was royalty. And she was, remember that whole thing? She was running away from the paparazzi. Yeah, And they got into the car accident. But I mean, Kobe, I think he, you know, is beyond basketball royalty. He's, he's, he's basketball, like, legend. You know what I mean? He's, he's stuff of myth. He's, he's a god of basketball. He took the mantle once Jordan left. Oh, yeah. And everyone always says that. And, you know, then it was LeBron after Kobe. And, you know, having LeBron in L.A. in a Lake uniform now when this happened is kind of... It's eerie. Eerie. It's very eerie. Um, yep. You know, you remember when Kobe came out, uh, he wasn't even drafted by the Lakers. He was drafted by the Hornets. Um, traded to the Lakers. Um, paired with Shaq instantly. Shaq signed with the Lakers the year they drafted Kobe. Uh, it was Kobe and Shaq. Kobe and Shaq. And, you know, this animosity that everybody was led to believe that they had. And just to see um, Shaq's reaction to the whole thing, it was just it was just even worse. But I think what makes the thing even worse is the fact that his daughter was there with him. Well, I mean, let's not let's not forget. Let's not uh, paint it out to be that just it's a tragedy just because of those two. Everybody on that on that helicopter. You know, you know who was all you know who also the tragedy. The there was a baseball coach. Yeah. On there, John Alba Albatini, Albatello. Altobelli. Altobelli. Um, his daughter and I think his wife as well was on that. I plane. think it was the whole family besides the son. And then there was another coach. They were all going to a basketball game. They were going to the the academy. Now his camp. He had a, he had a camp that he was going to with well, Gigi. The interesting thing is, is that Kobe was always on the helicopter, even when he was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Well, he got it to to quickly avoid the L.A. traffic. That way he can get to and, and from his family quicker. quicker. And they, he actually right. was interviewed on Barstool. And he was talking about it. And he said that he missed like one of his daughter's plays or recitals or something because of the traffic before he started taking the helicopter. And he was like, so how am I going to focus on my craft and not take away from family time? And that's where the helicopter came into play. So, you know, right. this is something that was interesting. But what bothers me about this whole thing and it bothers you. Um, on top of the whole thing, is that that day in in California there was fog, and they said it was like milk you couldn't see, and the L.A. Sheriff's Department grounded their helicopters, and they weren't even in airspace. I mean, I know it's Kobe, I know it's you know celebrity, you know he if he says go they go, and the the pilot had the the credentials to fly in that type of weather, but the helicopter didn't have the te- right te- proper technology. Um, to fly in that weather, but why 
would you let that helicopter take off even if the LA Sheriff's Department's helicopters aren't in the air? I mean, you kind of said it. Kobe wanted to go. Yeah. You know, like, it's easier to say, you know, in hindsight, the pilot should have just used his professional judgment to say, no, we're not going. But maybe he felt like he's like, you know what? It's not so bad. We've done this before. Let's go. That's all I can say. You can't think about that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, Kobe's legacy, Mamba mentality, the grittiness, the hard. He was probably one of the hardest workers in uh, the he NBA. Definitely, by far, was. Um, I read. A, I read a book, or I actually listened to a book, written by. Michael Jordan's per, uh, personal trainer. This guy was was just a regular trainer in like a gym in Chicago, but he was known for uh, sports specific training, and he put himself into in front of the Chicago Bulls. Said, "Let me work with your team." Jordan personally reached out to him and said, "I want you to train me, but only me, nobody else." If you take up anybody else, I'm I'm not gonna pay you. Oh, I'm wow. leaving you. Wow. So he was Jordan's guy. Then when Jordan was coming to the tail end of his career, you know the guy already established himself as Jordan's trainer. So this guy was telling stories about how Jordan had this whole mental approach to everything. What made him who people say he is? Mm-hmm. You know, it was more than the physical. Uh, Ability and it was more than the skill itself. His whole approach mentally set him apart from everybody else. Then his next person was Kobe, and that's why the the there's so many parallels between Jordan and Kobe. This guy when he would tell stories about Kobe, very similar to Jordan, how he they would they would practice and put so much time into their work outside of outside of you know, the actual scheduled practice. And then his next, his next few people, because then people didn't, weren't exclusive to, to him like uh, Jordan was, you know, he, he took um, a bunch of players. The next person he said who comes closest to Jordan and Kobe, it's not LeBron. He says LeBron is, is a whole class below them. Oh, wow. And LeBron works his butt off too. Yeah, but he says LeBron, yeah. he says LeBron's mentality is, is, Different is glass com- compared to the other guys. Who's the other guy? <clears throat> Dwayne Wade. I could see that. He said Dwayne yeah. Wade is a is a fucking boss. He doesn't give. He's uh, cutthroat. He's he's a killer. He has that killer instinct. And that's exactly what Kobe had. And that was what Mamba mentality he, was. Yeah, he that goes, killer instinct. He says LeBron doesn't have it. He goes, that's why LeBron will never be Jordan. He goes, so stop debating about it. I, he's like Kobe. I can get behind that. He's like Kobe was the closest thing to to Michael. He's like, Dwayne Wade is in that class with them. It's just those three. Jordan, right behind yeah. you. Even if you think about like social media wise, you mm. never really saw Kobe on social media really till after he right. retired with right. you know, with his daughter and LeBron is you know filming himself in the gym, which is fine. I mean like, he puts the effort in the gym. He's doing all that, but LeBron's not the one there that's you know, yelling at his teammates to get better in practice yeah. and like, like goading them on to like be better themselves. Yeah. Or at least you don't see it, but Kobe was the one, you know, ripping people at practice for not giving effort and uh, calling them soft, which a lot of people are saying that about LeBron, mentally. Right, so. right. I mean, 
there was there's a whole the whole Instagram thing, right? The whole social media thing. Uh, no one's questioning the time that LeBron puts in, maybe, but LeBron needs the approval and acknowledgement from everybody to tell himself, "Yeah, I'm doing it." Whereas Kobe, just Jordan, did. and maybe even Wade, they just, just went out and did it. They didn't. And they, they didn't need anyone else's approval. They didn't need uh, to be accepted by anybody else because they knew who they were. They knew what they were going to do. And they went out and did it. You know, the thing about Kobe, too, you know, and he even on the court, he proved he proved his grittiness and he proved that instinct. I remember when he, he tore his Achilles at towards the end of his career. It was like 2012. And he took the foul shots with a snapped Achilles. Like, yep. you know... That this this with this situation and this moment in time is something you're gonna remember where you were and what you were doing that day when it happened. Like I was in the car, I just got in the car. I was gonna drive to Steph's house, and I got the thing. And I I actually sat in the car for like 15 minutes, and that moved and just said I couldn't believe it. I was in disbelief. I couldn't believe it. That you know, and what drives me, and 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 you know what it's. Spit it out, James. Um, is he was starting a whole second career? He won a an Oscar for a short play. He was mentoring college players and young NBA athletes. He was doing being a um what uh, what was he calling himself a, da- a daughter's dad? I don't know. But girl, girl dad, girl dad. He was saying how Gigi was going to be the face of the WNBA and how she was going to go to UConn and how she was going to be this next big thing. And he was doing the right thing. Now with Kobe, you know, we all have a Kobe moment that we remember. You got, what what was your Kobe moment? I don't have one. You don't have a Kobe moment. Like you remember him, you, him, you saying like, okay, like this guy is basketball. Like he is a legend and he will be a legend. Like what put him on the map for you? Because we're we're not Dude, Laker I, I fans. We're not Laker fans. He was just old. for as long as I've been alive, I always knew Kobe Bryant was great. There was no. There, it wasn't like I was sitting at home one day, and I'm like, you know what, this Kobe guy, he's pretty damn good. Chance <laughs> <laughs> had a moment of clarity when it came to Kobe one time. Yeah, yeah. You know, like for me, I remember the 81 point game that he put up. Do I remember that? Of course, I remember that. But that 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 didn't but, tell that didn't, that didn't put him on the map for me. But is there anybody in the NBA now that could put up eighty one points like that? No. You know, maybe uh, maybe uh, maybe Durant. I would say Steph or like Clay, like someone that could shoot threes. I would say like, I don't even know. Clay I, came I, close at one time. I would say you know what? Who who might be able to do it? Harden. Yeah. Because Harden can shoot. Yeah, but he can score every single possible way. He can shoot threes. He can mid range, back to the basket, drive, foul shots. And if Giannis develops a three, a, a, a consistent three point shot, it will be Giannis. All right. Yeah. So talking well, about Puma, to answer your question for me, it was when I went to Italy in 2000. He was already a couple years in the league, and he was in my video game that I like my Game Boy game. I remember Kobe was really good in the game, but I remember distinctly going to like the supermarket and seeing his face all over Nutella. Mm. And I was like, "Wow, this guy is all over the place." He was Italian. Like, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. He lived in Italy. He lived mm-hmm. in lived in Italy. Reggio. He was an Italian citizen. Yeah. Yeah. 
you spoke yeah, Italian so and stuff like that. Speaks Italian and everything like that. And obviously, I didn't know that as a kid, but I was like, wow, like I don't see any other basketball player here. Like he, he's got to be the best. And then, you know, Jordan was already gone by then, and and Kobe was doing his thing. So for me, that's when I knew like Kobe was the face of basketball at the time. So now, being the face of basketball now, they're they're trying to figure out ways to imprint his legacy on the game forever. Now, the NBA All-Star Game is this weekend, or it's NBA it's All-Star Weekend. It's today. They had the dunk contest last night. They're MVP. naming the MVP award after Kobe. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe, there there are talks about naming the um, finals MVP after Kobe. Um, and what I think they should do is change the logo to, to Kobe's silhouette. Now, right now, it's Jerry West. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why do you? I. I'm. I'm on the team. Why as well? So, now, has, let me just let me just say before Puma gets all uh, hot. I wouldn't say hot. There's nothing against. I have nothing against Kobe. At all, but I want to know why he should be the logo. So, you know, Jerry West was basket the face of basketball in what the 70s and 60s. Right? That was his yeah, time period? I think earlier, yeah. So, Jerry West mentored Kobe. Jerry West, when Kobe came into the league, they, Jerry West had Kobe living at his house. Jerry West was a big influence on Kobe Bryant uh, throughout his career. Uh, he was the Lakers GM that brought him in. He was, you know, like I said, took him under his wing and kind of groomed him when he was an 18-year-old kid. And with that connection alone... And the fact that there are many instances, like the Kobe fadeaway is one of them that, that draws something to me. Is I think that if Jerry West is on board with changing the silhouette and giving it to Kobe, I think it's something that could be talked about. All and right. I think he deserves it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Matt, <laughs> He's so you, disgusting. Matt, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Uh, I, I'll jump in here and say I think it's going to be too divisive if they do do that. Um, given his history, you know, back in 2003 with the the whole settlement that he had out of court with the rape right. allegations. Um, that that's going to bring up too much of controversy and not necessary talking points that need to be. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the NBA logo now. It's not like Jerry West is a bad guy. Hmm. Like he did something in his past that's just come up and now they have to change it. Kind of like some these things that you see nowadays. Uh, I think with Kobe, it would be kind of doing that. It would kind of look and and bring up things that really shouldn't be the focus right now. Mm -hmm. If you want to focus on him as an all-star game, fine. That's what he did on the court. That's, you know, he was an all-star. I think you're going to get too many people that are going to be talking about this where it really shouldn't be talked about. Yeah. So, but there's something you said in that in your response that I'm going to jump on. And you said it's on the court. So you're even though they're doing the All-Star game, you're right. I agree with the All-Star game thing. They should do that. But changing the silhouette, it's about what he did on the court and what he meant to the game of base uh, the game of basketball. It's not what happened off off the court. You know, like it's it's the, the thing that happened off the court, you know, everybody deserves a second chance. And this cancel culture that we live in nowadays is absolutely asinine. I think people, everybody deserves a check, second chance. We're human. We all make mistakes. And it's how you learn from that mistake is what really proves the type of person you are. 
and he did the right thing ever since 2003. He was a mentor. No, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you on that at all. It's it's, it's not my point about he's, that. It's, he's just saying that, unfortunately, and it's unfortunate. People are going to be talking about it. It's unfortunate, right. and I and, exactly. and and I agree with you when you said it shouldn't be the point of conversation at this point, and you know, at <clears> the time, you know. But I think that everybody deserves a second chance, and I think he made the most of his second chance after that happened. All right, here's my thing, and I think that's understandable. What I'm saying. Why not change the logo to Jordan? That could be that, that if you're gonna. Wait, 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 they're wait. the two that you would change it to. No, but what? But if you haven't changed it to Jordan, why change it to Kobe? Because he died. Right. If if he didn't die, this wouldn't even be a, a topic of conversation. And unfortunately, exactly. if he didn't die, they also wouldn't have changed the the, the NBA All Star award. I think naming an award after him is is a great way to cement his legacy. If you want to change it, if you want to change the Finals MVP. That could be something we'd have to see how many MV Finals MVPs he's won compared to others because I don't even know if he's had the most during that Lakers I think he dynasty. Had three, I think. Um, but my thing is this: if you haven't changed it for Jordan, then you shouldn't change it to Kobe, and it shouldn't take someone dying in order for you to do that. It's unfortunate that because he died, now people are starting to talk about his legacy. Maybe, you know, obviously if he would have passed due to natural causes later on down down the road, they would be having this conversation. Yeah. But because of tragedy, now you want to change the logo. It's just, it's a, it's it's part of this whole, uh, everyone starts to rush to conclusions now. You know, they, they jump to the most extreme responses to everything. Just keep it the way it is. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. And renaming the... NBA All Star Award, I think, is is a great way to to recognize him. You know, I, I like I said, I could see both sides. I can, I can see both sides, but I, I, I want I, you to try to see my side a little I, bit. I can't because it because it makes zero sense. I'm sorry. You know, it's got just a, because he's di- just because he dead he's dead now. It's you got gotta, a big it's got a big, you know, following. A lot of people are on, yeah, on the same side my, of my argument though. Yeah, because because he died though. Because he, he died. Die, like, would, like, you, would, would 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 someone have had this? petition signed no this wasn't even a thought a month a month ago a yeah, month ago this wasn't even a thought alive. this wasn't even a thought dude he, when he retired it wasn't like all right he's retired let's let's change the logo to him no all right fine fuck me then I, i'm not saying fuck you i'm just saying like <laughs> you don't have to change your opinion like it's just, yeah, i'm yeah. not changing my That's opinion how feel about it. i'm not changing my opinion i think that he's not gonna change. He, him changing opinion get the fuck out of here <laughs> you kidding me He's yeah. gonna go down with this shit. He's gonna he's gonna fucking die on the sword. You know, I am. I think I'm on that bandwagon, and I think that it, it should be at least talked about. At least talked about. Uh, it's been talked about. It's been shot down. It's you over. Know. It ain't happening. Um, I'd be. You know what? I would actually. If I were Kobe, I'd be like, "Damn, it took me dying for you to think about changing the logo." Well, he's not here to. Uh, no shit. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> to make that. I'm just saying. Point. You know, and plus. You know, I don't think he would be comfortable with do that happening anyway if he was alive. But um, because of what Jerry West meant to him, you know, because of that personal connection. <clears throat> but, but but why was Jerry West chosen to be the logo? Because at that time he was the best player. So Jordan is. I mean, you can make the the case for a lot of players. Jordan. No, 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 you can't because Jordan is the best. Is known as and talked about as the best player ever. What about Kareem? No. Come on, Puma. 
Stop. I'm just say- I'm just saying. Just stop. I'm just saying. You are you really you really doing this? You're really gonna say now Kareem is is getting is getting ch- no, uh, I'm just, talked about no, as being the best n- all time. No 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 no. I'm just saying that he's in that crop. He's in the conversation of greatest players of the game, but there's only one best ever, and that's Jordan. Okay. No one says Jordan and Kareem. Jordan and Wilt. No, it's Jordan and Kobe. All right. So if the only person better than Kobe is Jordan, then why not change it to Jordan? Jordan, you want to talk about someone that revolutionized the game. There would be no Kobe without Jordan. Their sneakers wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for Michael Jordan's. That's true. I agree. All right. Kids are still wearing Jordans today. He fucking yeah, but even the whole sneaker culture with basketball was because of Jordan. And you know what? The logo could have changed a thousand times throughout the throughout the history because of the, so many better players that, ha- that that came after Jerry West, Julius Irving, who 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 was a dunk machine. Dunks weren't even like a thing, you know, until Dr. J came along. Then you had Magic Johnson. So let me. Larry Bird. How about this? Then fucking Jordan. How about this? You know how, <clears throat> you know, there's like, there's the MLB logo. There's the, the yeah. Who's sh- the MLB logo? Nobody. I know. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> you know, you have the NHL shield. You know, or whatever. But you can have secondary NBA logos. Oh, come on. What if you had a secondary on, logo? Puma. Or, or oh, I have a better one that nobody's talked about. Now, they don't have a name for the playoffs. It's just the NBA playoffs. Oh. Oh. What are you going to do? The Kobe what are we doing Bri- here? The Kobe <laughs> Bryant playoffs? No. He's got the, all, he's got the yeah, he's MVP a, come on. named after him. There's talks that he might have the NBA Finals MVP named after him, too. Yeah, well, I mean, how much more do we need to have exactly. named after him? Exactly. All right, fine. And then the <clears> last <throat> thing I think maybe that should happen, I, and the finalist came out, he is up for for uh, the, the Hall of Fame. He's going to get in. Right. Oh, no shit. If, if Now, let me ask you this. If he wasn't up for it this year, like if he was up for it in two years, do you take those two years off and just put him in? Or do you make him wait the oh, amount of time? Oh, no. Oh, my God. I'm just... I'm just... No, you, know, <clears throat> you stick to the rules. You you bring you you bring (laughs) you bring him in, you bring him in when when he's supposed to go in. Okay, so like you said, death is undefeated. Death is is a natural part of life. Unfortunately, sometimes it happens quicker than it's supposed to, but you can't just say like, "All right, we're gonna bend the rules here because Kobe died really early in his life. We're just gonna bring him right. We're gonna rush him right into the Hall of Fame despite him. uh, He still has two years of eligibility. You know what I mean? It sucks, but he'll come in in two years." They, no, no one's debating his his entry into the hall. And of fame. they should name they should name the floor, at the Staples Center the Kobe Bryant about Kobe Bryant. They did that for Ricky Henderson in Oakland. Okay, if you want to do that, that's fine. You know, that's fine. I don't know. I you, think the I think an MVP award is more significant. Right. You know. And also, do you do you think Kobe would want all of this too? Right. No, right. No. That's what I'm saying. I don't it's think so. Lot, it's a lot of shit going on here. Yeah. If the MVP, I would say because he wanted to be the best. If you want to say the best player is named because of Kobe, I agree with that. But he doesn't need to be the face. He wants to be the best player for himself and for his mm-hmm. team. Yeah, I agree. That's why I look at. It. All right, I can see. I can understand that. Right. Anyway, so moving on now, sticking with the NBA, the All Star Game is upon us. It's tonight. It's tonight. Last night was dunk contest and three point contest. How'd you feel about the dunk contest? I thought it was a sham. Farce. Wait, wait, wait. In what way? Uh, Matt, you think you feel Gordon that? Gordon should have won. Yeah, Gordon yeah, should have yeah, won. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was it entertaining? Oh, yeah. 
I thought so. Oh, yeah. It was probably the most entertaining one in a while. Yes, I agree. Since so, the last time <clears throat> Gordon dunked. Probably. Good. I, I'm glad we're all on the same page here. I, I feel that the dunk contest was the best one in a very long time. Uh, but, yeah, I agree that Aaron, uh, Aaron Gordon should have won. You, you jump over Taco Fall in 7 But be- besides that, I, I think he mentioned it in his, in his uh, press conference afterwards. They shouldn't even gotten to that point. He did five perfect dunks in a row. If it's the best score out of five, or whatever it is, he should have won. It should not have even gotten to that point. You know, I, I think that it, what's important, like you said, he had five perfect, perfect dunks before that point. And what did – who won the friggin' thing? Jeffries? Uh, see, I don't even know. Jones, Jones Jr. Jones, Jones Jr. Jr. From, uh, from Miami. Miami Heat. I mean, so he's, he's, he's got what skill. Did he, but what did he do that, that overtakes what Gordon did? It's just – it was the timing. It's the structure of the contest that – They said it was a time. They both, they both got through the first round. Right, and then they, they, then they, they, I mean, he was putting down some perfect dunks as well, but yep. Gordon had more perfect dunks in the whole contest than he did. Therefore, he's feeling his his aggregate score is better than Jones was, even though in the playoff, Jones dunk got a point more than his. Also, too. They like the one of his dunks. They gave him a fifty. It was not a fifty. Like to me, if you have a fifty, there should be very few fifties. Right. It should be, holy shit! Like I've never seen something like this done before. And, and, and not like a gimmick where like yeah. you jump over a car. Right. Or, like, right. Right. Or, like, it's got to be something like, like what did I just? And I will say the one where Gordon did like the three sixty oh. and caught it and turned it in midair. That was a fifty for me, hundred percent. Yeah. Off the side of the backboard, one yeah. hand. In while in motion, catching it windmill 360 in one yeah. f- seamless movement, that's a 50, and every other dunk should be compared to that because, like yeah. you said, they're dishing that out 50s. That they, was a dunk yeah, of the night. That that was number one on on Sports Center this morning. Yeah. That and, and you know what Jones is over over the over the player through the legs. That was pretty impressive because you have to get you don't not only have to get higher than the than the person, but now you have to leave room to transfer the ball under your legs and then still dunk it. That was impressive. I believe that was a legit 50 as well. Those two are, are the are the standard for 50s for the night. My thing is they got to get go back to having professional dunkers as the yeah. judges. judges. Fuck Common. What the fuck does Common know? Well, no, Common didn't fuck it up. It was Dwayne Wade apparently. Ah, but still, ah, Dwayne Wade was. Yeah, but Dwayne Wade wasn't a, wasn't a dunker though. Like he yeah, should have like. Yeah, Rich- Commons not a basketball player. You know, well, obviously, but he's he he plays every year in the role. fucking celebrity game and wins MVP. Big fucking deal. You know, like what what about? You're going up against fucking shims. Jason Richardson should should be on that panel. Yeah, but, look, you know, back in you know, Spud Webb in the earlier days of of our Nate Robinson. Of, of our time of dunk contest watching, Julius Irving was there. Dominique Wilkins was a judge. Now, yeah, I feel like you should turn it into uh, Jason Richardson should be on there maybe. You know, Spud Webb, okay. Nate Robinson should 1,000% be a judge because he was one. That's what I remember watching the dunk contest was Nate Robinson. Dwight Howard, well, he he participated this year, right? Dwight Howard? Yeah. I think so. You know, the, but the thing is, is that like it's like the home run derby in baseball. Nobody, None of the big-time dunkers want to do it anymore, you know, because of, of, of the way it's run. I mean... 
you know, I imagine, I mean, I know he's old and over the hill and he's probably got one year left, but Vince Carter could have came back and did it one last yeah, okay. time. Yeah, okay. You know, like I'm just saying. But, but he, Hart, should be on, uh, the he should be on the panel. He should be a judge, yep. you know, or, you know, like the arm hang and, you know, you know, judge, get, remember the video game, the, uh, the NBA games where you'd be able to do the dunk contests and yeah, stuff like yeah. that? Like, you know, I, but that was the best one of the night. Like, I can care less about the skills competition. I can care less about the, the, the three-point contest. No, the three-point contest is cool. Yeah, but you know what though? It's part of the game, and you always you see him in every game. So like you know, what's what's so? Um, oh, you see home runs in every game. Yeah, and you had the home run derby. <laughs> and like I said, the home run derby's a sham too. They should do something else. What? Like what? I don't know. Um, yeah, because uh, you... exactly. There's no skill. You know, it's just it's just a uh, oh, oh, oh. part of the fan fest when it comes to baseball and All Star Weekend. The All Star Game means shit. It's nothing. Just like in hockey. All right. So we were actually I was talking about this with someone else. How can you? How can so the NBA uh, has restructured their All Star Game by doing the draft mm-hmm. to increase viewers. Hockey which, did the which, same thing. which, by the way, Team LeBron is going to smoke Team Giannis. What, I want. I wonder what the over under is in, is on this game. It's probably got to be like three hundred twelve. Three hundred twelve. That probably beat. I that. feel like that's gonna. That's really low because, dude, Team LeBron is stacked. Stacked. You know, it's a glorified scrimmage, is what it is. I'm sorry, three hundred five. Three hundred five. Even lower. Six point favorites. You know, so. But anyway, Pua, how would you restructure the MLB's All Star Game? I mean, it's tough to to restructure the MLB All Star Game because you know it's so. You you don't have periods. You don't have a clock. You know, you have distinct leagues. You know, they tried to make it sexy by by pinning on the World Series home field advantage to it. They got rid of that. They got rid of that. They got rid of it because the American League was winning every year. Um, you know, America. I can. I, I, I don't know. I honestly Would don't you know. Do a, do, could you do a draft format? Then you just take. I mean, you could, but I mean, the NBA borrowed it from the NHL. You know, I mean, you could. I mean, but the thing is, is then you just take away the leagues. You know, then it's not American National League anymore. You know that you take away that aspect of it, and, and there it is, the the baseball purist. You know, I mean. <laughs> But uh, I'm just thinking of... No, I know, I know. You know, what the issue could be for that. I mean, maybe you change it in the sense of um, you... you know, Like I said, the only thing I could think of is uh, generated counts. Um, you know, you have... Maybe you have players play out of position on purpose. So you can have, like, Mike Trout pitching. I don't know. That yeah, sounds so stupid. Uh, that gets dicey with the you, whole injury thing. Yeah, I mean, like I said... I, what if I mean? What if you kept pitchers as pitchers, but then you had position players playing at different places? You could maybe do that. maybe besides catcher because catcher you gotta there's gotta be someone back there. You know I I, I don't know maybe maybe what you can do is instead of having two teams, you have teams based off a of division. So you have an American League East All-Star team. You have an, an NL Central All-Star team. By, like All the divisions are represented. Yeah. You're on your division team. And you play mini-games. You play like three-inning games, which equals nine innings. And then each the, the final game is the division, the two divisions, that one division that wins the National hmm. League, one division that wins the American League, and you play one game. Yeah, but then you... Then you... There's three divisions each, though. How are you going to do that? How long are you going to make this freaking game? Yeah. Three I, innings. I, that... That and it's your all-star selection would be so divisions. big. That means you have to have you have to have two games for each, or three games for each. Uh, you know. Well, or or you division. make it fluid and you have six teams and they play they they play cross. 
So, like, the American League East plays the National League East. One game. The Central plays the Central. The West plays the West. What if they didn't even do a baseball game? That's... What if they just divided the field in half and you have two games going on at once, and this way they can run on the field and get two games done at once? This way, there you go. I don't know. They, see, this is why it's tricky. It's, a, it's a fucking joke. You can't have two games going. I was gonna say. I was like, I was like uh. but like, but, but my point is, <laughs> well, you, you you have they have like drills where you do dual BP when you have two hitters hitting at the same time. So it's not like out of the ordinary. Yeah, but but I think about that, they did like wiffle ball or they played kickball. <laughs> Talk about what if they played dodgeball. What if they just played different? Yeah, basketball. They played well. Well, wait, time out. Well, well, what? There if, was a there was a baseball player in the dunk contest, right? Who? Um. Oh fuck! He's on the. Uh... Like, is he a big name? I mean, I've heard of him. No, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. He plays in the NBA, but I think he also got drafted in the MLB. Uh, some white guy. No, that really narrows it down. Um. Oh, the Mc, the Mc something guy. Yeah. That the women can't jump. Yes, he jumped over Yelich. Yeah. Anyway, I think that. You know the NBA, the MLB All Star Game is a whole different animal compared to the other to these, to these other sports. I mean, the Pro Bowl is a sham. Pro Bowl is the worst one of all. You know, I think the one that has the most potential is the NHL. Yeah, I think that. Eh. You know, it, I think, are we talking about actual All Star Game? Yeah. I don't know, man. The NBA, like, I'm, it's gonna be, it's gonna be. I mean, I don't know. The, the scoring is gonna be insane. They don't play defense. It's not a game. It's a glorified scrimmage. Yeah, but it's cool to see all those players playing. I guess. Like I LeBron's guess. got Kawhi. What, and Harden. What channel is this team. game on tonight? Is it on TNT or is it on ESPN? I have no idea. Because TNT maybe I don't know. Because I'm just gonna we're gonna get out of this dumpster fire of the All Star Weekend, and we're gonna move on to who might be announcing this game, which is Mike Breen. So Mike Breen For three. Bang. is now in the Hall of Fame. For three. Bang. The best thing that came out of the New York Knicks organization in the last 25 years. Hmm. Eh. He calls the Knicks games. Uh, Ewing. Danilo Gallinari. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, congr- congratulations. I just, you know, before we change to baseball, uh, just a quick congratulations to Mike Breen, uh, Fordham, Fordham product. Uh, went to school with Michael Kay and um, uh, shit, the guy who holds the Ranger games. Gino. Gino. Uh, and just congratulations to him. Well deserved. Nice. All right. Okay. So now I want to do this a little differently now. Oh, We're going to transition into baseball. And oh, shit. We have, still haven't even gotten here. The Fuck. Very action-packed show today. Very uh. action-packed show. So, the Houston Astros cheating scandal keeps getting worse. And now let's bring the pitchers and catchers are reporting. Position players are starting to report, too. It's front and center. And it's a load of shit. But I want to do it this way. So the Astros came out with a press conference on Thursday. Now, I want to redo the press conference. You want to redo? Yeah. What do you mean redo? So. Reenact? Yeah. So I am. I'm not role playing here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what was said. I do. Behind closed doors. I do. All right. So you just give us a little recap. Um, let's take a. Dumpster fire of a press conference. So, Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, is there with um, Dusty Baker. And Jim Crane is apologizing for what happened, but 
fails to apologize. He fails to apologize. And he has the audacity... You can say balls. Okay, yeah. I have Cojones, no if you will. He doesn't have the marbles to admit that they cheated and that what they did affected the outcomes of the game. Now, I'm just talking about 2017. And I always talk about the ALCS and how it was a home-and-home home series. Mm-hmm. The Yankees lost every game in Minute Maid. And is that because of the whistling, the banging? I'm not even talking about the buzzers. And we'll get into that quickly. Um, but you have to own up to your mistakes, right? Now, I don't give a shit that the, the, the Players Association completely dropped the ball on this. Tony Clark needs to reconsider what happened because the players were given anonymity and they were, they're untouched. The fines and everything doesn't affect the product on the field this year. They're still projected to win the AL West. They have nothing to pay for. $5 million is pocket change. Draft picks are only going to affect them in the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and no player was was backed up. Now, let's fast forward to spring training now and the players and the responses and stuff like that. Um, Gary Sanchez probably had the line of spring training so far. And that was the fact that he was like, I don't care what my players, my teammates do to me if I send them to the World Series. They can take my pants off for all I care. Hmm. Now, yep. Cody Bellinger made the most waves of what he said. He called the the apology bullshit, pretty much, which everybody else is saying the same thing. Um, and he said, now, the whole buzzer thing is what's uh, taking over right now, where their buzzer used was not. And they haven't really come out, the Astros, and denied it. And they haven't really said that they weren't. Now, first it was... Now, this is how you know how you can spot a liar. First, Bellinger said that if he hit a home run off Aroldis Chapman to send his team to the World Series, the last thing he's worrying about is somebody's going to rip his jersey off, A, and B, to go into the tunnel to change his jersey or take his jersey off before the interview with Rosenthal at the end of the game. And I can agree with that. Now, we're all athletes in our own right. We've all dreamed about scoring that goal or hitting that home run or scoring that basket or scoring that touchdown. And we're th- when we think about that, we think about the euphoria of the situation. You think about sending your team to the promised land. You think about sending your team or winning for your team and what and, and the celebration with your teammates, the dog pile, the, 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 the Gatorade dumping. You're not thinking about your uniform. You're not thinking about jumping and going into the tunnel and taking your uniform off. You're not. That's ridiculous. Now, it was his wife didn't want him to see um, oh, his body. So stupid. Now, it's because he had an unfinished tattoo. Oh, my God. Who gives a fuck? Now, here's my thing. Jesus. If there is a tattoo on his chest where they're saying the buzzer was, show the tattoo. It's done. Now, Altuve should show up in the next interview shirtless and say, Here's my tattoo. Well, I mean, he might just get one for the sake of now. Like... Carbon date the ink. Carbon date? We oh, ha- come on. We have the science to do that. Come on now. We can We can carbon date rocks back millions and millions of years ago. Because they're rocks. They have carbon. <laughs> All right, we're ink, not... ink doesn't we're have carbon. carbon. dating a person's skin. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Um, 
it, it's it's all very 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 sketchy. It's a fucking mess. Carlos Correa becoming the the Superman now, trying to trying to save everybody. Um, I believe I heard this morning he was saying uh, we we earned our World Series, right? They did not earn their World Series. He was defending Altuve and Reddick, saying they didn't use the trash cans. And that Altuve would get pissed if people didn't right. use it. Right, right, right. He was saying he was calling Bellinger a liar. Right. Basically, he's becoming my most disliked player of oh. all time. Like, I disliked him a lot. Yeah, but he's before, he's definitely num- before the number one. Came out, and now I can't say to look at him anymore. Yeah. You know, and but. the problem is now with Sketchy too is the MLB is going to protect them because you already know teams like the Yankees. I don't care if the Yankees play him in May or in September. Somebody's getting hit. Um, if they play the Dodgers this year, somebody's getting hit. If they're playing, you know, anybody, the A's, anybody, they're going to get drilled, right? Now, the A- the MLB is saying, oh, well, you know, there's going to be suspensions. There's going to be suspensions. Like, Go ahead, suspend me. Suspend, the, well, first of all, yeah. But second of all, why, what's with the protection? They don't deserve any protection. They yeah. deserve to sit in the bed that they made for themselves. It's a, it's a yeah. mess. And, and Dusty Baker's like, oh, they gotta protect my players. Dusty. Dusty buddy, Baker, bro. You're, Get you're out gonna of here. see so many of your guys with bruised ribs and getting hit in the back and then the legs. You're gonna be bruised everything, right? Just be prepared. You know, like they need to be. The game. The thing about baseball that you know we're talking about the All Star game and everything. The game. The game of baseball is a way of policing itself, and they should just let the players police it. You know, one guy gets hit, they move on. It's over. But to throw suspensions in and stuff like that, this just gives them more intense to say, okay, well, now we know the MLB is a sham because the fact that they're going to protect their decision. Now, Manfred came out right before we recorded to back the punishment of the Astros. He's a clown. I'm I, sorry. I think yeah. if I was, if I was uh, the first team that the Astros play, I'm telling all my pitchers to purposely beam every player that was on the roster at that time who's still there Beam them all. And if that means we all my pitchers get suspended, I got to forfeit the game, I don't give a fuck. You know. I'll take the hit. I'll lose the first whatever few games if I have to call up my minor league pitchers to pitch in their spot. But drill them. Just drill them all. You know, I, I, it's it's ridiculous. You know, it, the way that they've handled this is wrong. You know, if you – the problem is, is the players so – there are players that are complaining about this. And you're gonna give these dirtbag players protection. What does that kind? Of, what does that send the message to the players that are playing the game the right way? Mm. Like it's ridiculous. Uh, also, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it was just announced just recently. Menfred's having a press conference today at four thirty. Yeah, saw that. Yeah, saw that. Yeah, he's so. not gonna say anything. He's not gonna say anything. He's gonna say what we're saying. Right. You know, they haven't apologized for anything. They're cocky. They're arrogant. Yeah, that's and the worst part. They're not. They're not remorseful at all. Why? Because they know they're protected and they know, they know nobody can well, do anything And to they them. got their World Series. So they don't give a fuck. Which is 100% tainted. Now, oh. this isn't the NCAA. You can't vacate championships. Yeah, we've talked about that. But at the same time, it, there's still going to be an asterisk next to that championship. And the same thing with the Red Sox. And that punishment's coming down too. You're probably going to get that punishment today. Maybe that's what the press conference is about, what the Red Sox yeah. are going to get. But, Did you also see Jim Crane's uh, press conference? And how, like... Did you listen to anything he said? Which one? The first one or the last one that just happened? The one that happened three days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the whole thing. Our opinion is that 
this didn't impact the game. And then when yeah. he got asked, yeah. he goes, I didn't say it didn't impact the game. It was a classic Francesca interview. Like, Francesca getting called out for something that he clearly said and say, I didn't say that. He said this, he literally did the same thing. I was just like, holy shit, I'm living in a fucking WFAN calling world right if now. If you tell the ma- a major league hitter what's coming, that's affecting the outcome of a game. Right. Like, plain and simple. You, you, if you need to have, if you have a properly working prefrontal cortex, you know that, that it's affecting the game. It's true. Yeah. It's ridiculous that, you know... They're apologizing because we broke the rules. That that was his quote. We apologizing because we broke the rules. Not, not because, because we cheated. Right. You know, and then he... And Crane was like, well, you know, we... The J, AJ Hinch was... Uh, and the and Lunau were suspended for a year. And we went a step further and fired them. Good fucking right. for yeah. you. Because you know something? You signed Dusty Baker to a one-year deal. Yeah, you're, you're just going to hire Hinch back. right back. Right. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. You know? And, you know, I, I, uh, the one person I will applaud in all this is A.J. Hinch. He came out, one-on-one interview with Verducci. Yeah, there were some questions about some of the things he said, but he owned it. He said, it was my fault. I was just protecting my players, you know, that, and as a manager and as a coach, I can understand that. And, you know, I give him some credit for coming out and speaking. I do give him that much. Hmm. Nah, I, I'm sorry, I can't. It, he was so fucking smug about it yeah. the whole time. And the fact that you let a player dictate your team and how they acted, I got no sympathy for you. If you call yourself a manager and you let a 40-year-old player dictate the whole scandal, and if he was a ring, talk about Beltran here, he was the whole leader, and you're saying you got no fucking balls, I don't respect you as a, as a manager. So, I don't know how anyone can going forward. So the thing that came out about Beltran, it's like uh, the, Beltran's going to be the most damned player of all time about this. And it would... And, and, if anybody deserves a, for what happened in 2017, a big time suspension, it, it's, if not a lifetime ban, it's Beltran. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, if you're going to ban Pete Rose life. for gambling on on his team, and he never did anything to affect the, the outcome of that game when it came to him gambling, you're not going to spend somebody for cheating? Uh, I think he comes at the biggest winner in this, to be honest. He Pete does. Rose, because his thing looks very uh, minute compared to this whole ramifications. And people are now talking about, which I think is fair, is Beltron's Hall of Fame career, which, sat, right or wrong, is going to come down to his last year of playing and how he orchestrated a whole thing of cheating. And, and how he won his only World Series the year he cheated. Right. Now, but honestly, like if you take that one year away, he's still a Hall of Famer. Right? Hundred percent. I agree. I agree. I agree. So, one of the best switch hitting outfielders of all time. I agree. Anyway, five tool players. Five tool. Five tool players too. So now, there's one last thing, baseball thing I want to talk to you that's not Yankee related. <laughs> and when we just gave you this, this little cheese smile, it's <laughs> it's the fact two things because we're talking about Beltran. Oh. How the fuck the Mets didn't ask him about it when they when they interviewed him for their oh, manager's we job? About, we talked about and this. Two, we talked about this. Two, no, and no, two. Addressing it. And two. How the hell do you lose out on Steve Cohen? Uh, the two are unrelated. 
We talk, it proves we, that the, it pro- both my oh points prove. Oh my god! That the Met fan and the Met organization I, are full of dumpster fires. I'm thinking he's doing this on purpose fires. now, Matt. I th- I'm thinking he's doing this on purpose. I, I now. think it's a dumpster fire. It really is <laughs> because you want to know something. It was a doctor. What it was? What? Hold on. Living in his brain, <laughs> taking it over, and just living on whatever. Hold on a second. It. I'm thinking of plankton <laughs> controlling like that yeah, Robo exactly. SpongeBob. You know the sticks. Hold on. Right. No, no, no. Because you on this podcast said. We had the Steve Cohen money. We're going to sign players with the Steve Cohen money. We could talk about Steve Cohen, but why now the what? fuck do we got to talk about uh, mis- uh, questioning Beltran? We literally talked about that last episode. Because now we have more information about Beltran. It's the same shit. Not as damning as it was it's when we first talked about shit. it. It's the same shit. You're going okay. to make and the, the same and points. The, and, the argument, and, the, and the fact that the Mets are picked to win the fucking division over the Nationals and the Braves get the fuck out of here. Seriously. How about, Seriously, how about this? I'm gonna keep your your feathers ruffled. That that best that top 100 players list the MLB put out. Mm-hmm. That's a sham too. Why is it a sham? Aaron Judge is not the 16th best player in all of baseball right now. All right. Uh, there are players that like Freddie Freeman. He had better numbers than Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman was 15. There's a whole video oh my, on YouTube. It's one about more it. doesn't matter. How about all right? Besides that, what about six and seven? Oh, Garrett Cole's ranked ahead of DeGrom? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You were... you were. Um... I put that in the group to crickets. Right. Nobody responded. Because Garrett Cole, on his face, is a better pitcher than Jacob DeGrom. Wait. Oh, shit. Uh, we, lost, uh, we lost Matt. So, Matt will be back, and he can defend this anyway. But, on his face... I'm not talking about the best pitcher in baseball, just best pitcher in o- overall. Garrett Cole is a better pitcher than Jacob DeGrom. All right. Fair. Anyway. You know. But once we get Matt back, Matt can rebuttal. No, no, no. He's not, he's not coming back. Why? He's got to help with baby duty. Oh, so Matt Matt just ghosting. He's got to yeah, take yeah, care no, of business. No, no, I know, no, I know, I know. So, anyway, back to what you were saying. Garrett Cole. Forget about Garrett. I don't give a fuck about you Garrett Cole. You asked that. That's I was just trying. Asked. I was just trying to get you going. We're There's done. nothing to get me going. All if, right, good, if Degrom was if it was flipped, then you would have me. But now since it's not flipped, then right, Garrett fine. Cole is better. Good. Whatever. But um, but now, lastly, let's now that's all baseball talk. We'll talk more baseball and season previews and stuff as yeah, when, spring when training gets, gets closer. Gets closer. Yeah. Um, just a quick hockey note here. Um, the uh, the NHL trade deadline is next week. Twenty fourth. Twenty sixth. The twenty fourth. So it's in eight days. So the next time we sit down and record, we'll have a better idea of what happened with the trade market um, and what's going on. Now, the Maple Leafs made a trade for a goaltender, and it wasn't the trade Ranger fans were looking for. They traded for a kid out of Los Angeles, Campbell, his name is. Uh, So now they're off the trade market for a goaltender. Now, with the Rangers now, it looks like Hendrik Lundqvist is the odd man out. Uh, Gorgiev, Georgiev has played past two games. He beat Columbus, and he went into Minnesota and was able to hold Minnesota down. Shosturkin has been on the shelf for a couple of days with an ankle injury, but he should be back relatively soon. It's day-to-day. But he is now the crown. He's wearing the crown of number one goaltender, and I'm wearing his shirt as we record this. Um, Wait, you're saying Shosturkin's number one? Shosturkin is the number one goaltender. Holy fuck. Now, it's... The problem Has is, he's been playing that well. He's five and one or six and one as a as a goal t- in his first seven starts. 
Um, he's an absolute monster. Um, he's what was promised. Uh, Shesterkin is, I think, is the best goaltender the Rangers have right now. Um, and it has nothing to take away anything that Hank has done. It's just that time for him. You know, it's that time. You know, uh, he still has a year left. Uh, there are rumors that they're asking him with the trade deadline to remove to, to take off his no-movement clause. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, he wants to be a Ranger his entire career. Um, if the Rangers don't end up trading Georgie, um, they're going to trade him at the draft. <clears throat> and it makes more sense to hold on to three goaltenders and just trade him at the draft because you'll get a better haul. So uh, you think the Rangers are going to trade Gorgiev? That's what they've been talking about. I think so. Uh, the other name that's been brought up is Kreider and Jesper Faust. Yeah, Kreider's always been in, in the mix. Well, Kreider's on a one-year deal. Pretty much, he's at the end of his contract. Uh, the Rangers don't have the cap space to sign him and sign everybody else. Um, if you re-sign Kreider, which is probably you're probably going to get seven years for forty-nine. You know, seven years for forty-nine million, so seven million a year. It's a lot. You're paying Panarin a lot of money. You're paying Truba a lot of money. So if you re-sign Kreider, and at, at if you can't get Kreider for six million or less, which is not going to happen, that means you're not going to resign Tony D'Angelo. You're not going to resign um, Strom. You're not going to resign some of these guys. Now, Tony D'Angelo, the Rangers have a lot of right-handed defensemen, and you know there's talks of moving D'Angelo over to the left side, which would make him more valuable. I can understand that happening if they do that, but I sh you don't be surprised if you see Kreider get traded. Um, I don't want to see it. You know, I think Kreider is a Ranger. I think he should mm -hmm. be a Ranger. But financial, financially, it makes sense to trade him and get something for him. He's gonna, you're gonna get a first round pick for him and probably a B plus prop uh, prospect for him. Um, and Jesper Foss, you might probably get a third or fourth round draft pick for him. Um, but the Rangers now are in a precarious situation. They've won four in a row. They're seven points out of a playoff spot. Um, they're playing good hockey right now, the best hockey they've played all year. And what do you do? Do you go for it? Do you not make any trades? Do you lose Kreider for nothing? Do you try to resign Kreider? Or do you say, listen, this is all smoke and mirrors. We're not a playoff team. We're going to trade Kreider. And next year is our year to make the playoffs. And I've said, from Matt and I have said from the beginning that this Ranger team is a team that can complete, compete for a playoff spot. They won't make the playoffs. And that's exactly what's happening. They're seven points out. They're in the. They're in talks. How, how many? Um, how many games? I mean, we still got. They still got a lot. Of they time got like twenty games, counts. maybe 20 games. Okay. about a little less, maybe a little more than that. How um, does the playoff structure work? Because I asked this pre-show. How does it work exactly? With so seeds and all that. You have. Well, I don't need to know about seeds, but like. So you have two divisions in each conference. Right. The top three teams make in the division make the playoffs automatically. Okay. And then you have two wild card teams. So two wild card teams can come from either division. Can two come from the same division? Yes, so and that's it's happened. Just, it's basically at that point points the better the more, most points. The right? two teams, yeah. Okay. So right now, if the season were to end today, two the two teams would come out of the Metro. It would be Carolina and Pittsburgh or the Islanders. Hmm. Um, and then what happens is is the top team in the in the conference out of the two divisions plays the worst wild card team. The second seed plays the second wild card team, and then the two, the two, three seeds in each division play each other. Mm. So that's how it works. So one would play the worst. Two, <clears throat> the two top divisions, the two top uh, division winners would play the wild card teams, 
and then the two other teams in the divisions play each other in division, and then you just go down the bracket from there. Um, but let's say a Metropolitan team is the worst wild card, right? And the best team in the conference is in the Atlantic division, right? So that Metro team would be in the Atlantic division bracket of the I got you. I got you. of the playoff bracket. I got you. So that happened with the Rangers the last time they were in. They played Montreal. Montreal's in the Atlantic Division. So they played Montreal. Then they, they beat Montreal, and they end up playing Ottawa. And they lost to Ottawa. So that's how it works. Interesting. It's a little confusing. But I like it. You know, it, I like it. It, it might change when Seattle gets added into the league, which will be next year. The expansion draft is coming. And I'm actually that's the next hockey news I'm looking for, other than traits, is the name of that franchise. What are the names that are being thrown around? Ah, uh, the Kraken. Cool, but uh, I don't know. Might it's too gimmicky, you know? You know the 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 as the Taj Taj Majun Taj Ma something? Huh? Um, you know that the, the uh, look them up. It's Seattle. T, it starts with a T. You know me and my pronunciations. I'm never on point with that shit, and it's a fail. All right, Seattle. So, let's see. Yeah, that. The totems? The totems. Wait a minute. Okay, here we go. I already played the sound, boys. Your headphones aren't on, We're, so I already played it. I already played did. it. I already played it. Dude. Taj, you said Taj Majun. Yeah. I don't... I don't. The, the word is totem. Totem. Which is actually a sick logo, by the way. It's, <laughs> it's a sick logo. But you know what? I have a problem with this. It's too too close to the Canucks. Yeah, because the, Canu- well, the Canucks is a, is a Native American. Uh, sorry, uh, a C. It's a shark. Call, you can't even call it Native American. It's a. It's a shark, uh, a whale. No, I. Oh my God, I know what it is. <laughs> no, the animal is. But I'm saying it's an it's an American Indian, but they're not based in America. They're in Canada. Canadian Indian? I don't know. What the fuck they're called? Canadian Indians. It's a, it's a native. It's a native symbol. Yeah. It's a drawing of of a whale. Yeah. All right. This is this is Native American. Yes. What else is there? The sock men, I think. Sock eyes. Sock, the sock men. Eye. The sock eyes. The sock men. <laughs> Come on, Puma. Mike Talkman. The sock man. Mike Talkman. Another fail. Emeralds. That's kind of cool. Well, the Emerald City. Yeah, that see that makes sense. See, a sock eyes. Well, it's a fish. See, but that's like an that that looks to me like an AHL team. Okay, I can fair? see it. Fair. Fair. I can see it. Snakes. Nah. What is that? Oh, that's Kraken. That's the Kraken. Yeah. That's kind of that's cool. It just doesn't roll off the tongue, though. Right, right. You Evergreens. Know. Eh. The Seattle... Ever- Wait, can't be named see, after a fucking tree? See, that's like... That's Stanford, but but not green. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Stanford it's University. Uh, this is more cracking. See, that's a sick logo, though. It's a sick fucking logo. It is. The fucking... With, octo- the, tri- with the trident? Yeah, that's pretty sick. I can see that. That's pretty sick. Um... You know, I like the Kraken, but like it I said, it seems like those are the top three. It's it's Kraken, the Emerald, now Emeralds, and then the Totems. You know, the, the Totems is cool, but like I said, it's I just, like the double letters. Like double you know, letters. Like like. Ooh, what's this one? The fucking. The fucking frogs. Which one? Look at those guys. Yeah. Frogs playing hockey. You got the Emerald City. You know, like the the old name of the Mariners were the Pilots, the right. Seattle Pilots. I don't see them doing that. You know, Ooh, that's cool. The Bucks, the Seattle Bucks, right the Elks, I don't, I don't know if it's an elk. Buck, it's probably an elk or reindeer. 
you know, I like the trident. I do. So the the colors are definitely green, though, it seems, because emeralds. Well, yeah. I mean, look at the Seahawks. The Seahawks have that green-ish. And so and so do the Mariners. The Mariners, you know, sun catchers. For yeah. those for those who are who will be watching Seattle the video, Sasquatches. Ooh, I like that. Hmm. The double S. You know, like you have like they do a lot with high school mascots, like Westlake. Our yeah. we were the Wildcats, yes. the Vikings, Valhalla, the Pleasantville Panthers, the Briarcliff Bears. Yep, yep. You know. Oh my god. So, you know. Anyway, we'll 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 talk about that when we get there. Um. And do you want to before we get out of here? Do you want to talk about yeah, I'll, I'll college quickly, basketball quickly? quickly touch on college basketball, but just Penn State basketball. Matt was going to really take this over, but I'll I'll pay homage to him. Penn State basketball looking great this year. Penn State not not known at all for their basketball team. No, the past few years have been pretty decent though. Nit champs and all that. Uh, this year. They're ranked top 25. They were 13 this past week. Matt said they're going to crack the top 10 this week. It's pretty incredible, man. Does that guarantee them a spot in March Madness? If you're top 25, you're in. Okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, But then, you know, let's say they weren't top 25, but then they made a run in their tournament and Mm -hmm. they won the Big Big Ten tournament, they would guarantee themselves a spot. But the last time they were in the tournament was when this guy Taylor Battle played on their team. That's a name. Yeah, Taylor Battle. I like he was that fucking name. he was awesome. And they lost in the first round of Temple, I believe. Matt can fat, fact check me on there. Um but man, exciting, exciting times for Penn State basketball. Pretty sick. I I've always, you know, I've always envied these basketball heavy schools like UNC, UConn, like I applied to UConn. It'd been cool to go to basketball. Yeah, crazy well, you're school. Well, your big basketball, right? Game, so. Instead, I went to a big football school. Mm-hmm. Now, Penn State having an exciting basketball program this year. It's really come March Madness. It's going to be cool having some skin in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. And it get, definitely gives you a peaked interest. You know, me from a small school. You know where I went. I got no college connections. That, you know, Division three basketball. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, you know, I got to play. That's all I care about. Anyway, so nice episode today. We covered a lot. Covered a lot in we a went short everywhere. Moment. We went everywhere, you know. Pop culture, the sports. pop sports, you know, everything, everything. You know, um, I know we always say this, but you know, we got to get back to, um, we always got to get we got to get back to our weekly, our weekly shows. You know, we have too much, too much good stuff is happening right now. Um, um, with sports, and it's only going to get hotter. Baseball is starting up. Everything is is uh, ramping up. NHL playoffs are around the corner. Um, and you know what? I think that um, we have to get back on our game. We do, we do. We got this beautiful setup now. Yeah. With the jerseys and the camera, you know, we we gotta we gotta get our our game right. But we're off for the next week, so. You know, I'm going away. Uh, I'm going so to AC. My... Chen's is going away as well. Um, wineries, right? There's a lot of shit. A lot of shit. A lot of shit. Um, you know, I'm going to AC. Staying in the casino for the first time ever. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. I really, I'm looking forward to, to staying in the hotel and not having to walk on the boardwalk in AC in friggin' February. But, um, 
<laughs> I just read what you wrote. Oh, I thought you did it right. <laughs> no. You ready? <clears throat> All right. So uh, with that being said, episode 29 is concluded. We'll see you next time for episode 30. It is signing off. It's Latte Warren. Along with Indiana Cover. See you next time. Later. Later.